Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 159 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. When old habits lead to burnout, I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Every once in a while, I dive deep into vulnerability with an episode about something that I've been experiencing. Why? (laughs) Not because I want to, that's for sure. (laughs) When I do this, it's actually incredibly uncomfortable. But I do it because I can relate with so many of you and what you might experience at times. I do it because I'm human too. I do it because if these episodes, again, I've said this before, if it at least helps one person, then that alone is worth it. So I was recently in a vicious cycle for about four months. Vicious sounds extreme. It sounds a little melodramatic, but... Yeah, it was four months and it was really uncomfortable, um, at times grueling. I don't think anyone other than my husband, he definitely knew it. He could see it. But I know some of my besties didn't know and didn't see it because I actually mentioned it to one and she said, I'm sorry, I had no idea. I didn't share. But really in the in the big picture, what happened was I hit burnout. So according to WebMD, Burnout is a form of exhaustion caused by constantly feeling swamped. It's a result of excessive and prolonged emotional, physical, and mental stress. In many cases, burnout is related to one's job. Burnout happens, or business, right? Burnout happens when you're overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to keep up with life's incessant demands. I know for sure that a lot of you are shaking your heads like, oh my gosh, yes, I've either experienced it, I'm in the middle of it now, you know someone maybe who's experiencing it. And I think that's why this episode is so important, not because I want to tell my own story, I'd rather not. (laughs) Um, And on the surface, yes, I hit burnout, but deep down, emotionally, I was in the middle of what, if you'll hear this in the coaching industry, what some coaching industry people refer to as the river of misery. And I really don't know who coined that phrase, but I do hear it often. And it really, truly applied to me and what I put myself through over the past four months. And when I say that, I'm not making that statement to shame myself. I'm not shaming myself. I just want to be clear that the responsibility falls on me. Uh, I think some of you have heard me, whether you're at the in-person retreat and have heard me tell lots of parts of my story, I can be really good at blaming other people. No one would ever know that I do this, by the way. I don't articulate it. I don't say it loud. It's in my brain. It's in my mind. But this time for sure, it was me. I know it was me. It usually is. I just I have never been in a place where I can confidently say it and be okay with it. And I am. 
So maybe you're in a vicious cycle too right now. And of course, I want to help get you out, right? In terms of business, 2022 was my best year yet. And my brain and my thoughts couldn't reconcile this. And it certainly wasn't celebrating this. So if I were to break down what was going on in my mind, I was going back to some old programmed thinking or old bad habits, what I would describe as bad habits. So let me explain this. My money mindset. In my mind, I was thinking, oh, you're making more money. You have to work more. Like you have to work more. If you're making more money, you have to add more hours to your week. And obviously, if you if you know me and you've been listening to this podcast episode, that is not what I teach. I teach to work less and profit more, right? So it was interesting to me what my brain was doing. The next was time management. In my mind, it was like, you can't possibly just relax. It's not fair to others. Holy smokes, where did that thought come from? You have to fill your entire days with stuff, to-dos, calls, teaching, work, store, taking care of customers, all the things. I also had self-doubt. Like My thinking was, who do you think you are? You can't be an authority. You can't possibly become the person you want to be. And I'll explain this in a minute. And then people pleasing. You have to do X, Y, Z because you have, you have to please other people's thinking. And this particular one, number four, I'm not going to really dig into today. I'm still processing some things and I'm not quite ready to share about this one yet. But overall, you could see what's going on. Again, if you know me well, you know that these are very, very much unlike me, the the me I am now. So it put me in a really uncomfortable place. It was because I was working towards who I wanted to be and yet kind of going backwards, right? I had way too much on my plate and I kept adding to my plate. I felt so out of alignment. And on top of all of this, I had team members who were also experiencing seasons in their own lives or their businesses. So Q4 was a struggle, let me tell you. I spent January decompressing, slowing down, being more intentional with my thinking, and focusing on getting coached, like getting coached hard. Instead of just showing up to talk about on-the-surface stuff, I dug deep. Most of y'all know the tagline for Savvy Shopkeeper is work less, profit more, and grow. I am good, like really good at this. So why was it all crumbling? And when I look back, and I'll kind of explain how I got to this conclusion, when I look back, it was my thinking that put me there. I reverted back to program thinking and old habits. Yep, this happens. (laughs) This happens to all of us. In Master Shopkeepers, I often talk about doing the work, like the mental mindset work. However, and you'll see from today's episode, it's not a one and done process. It is ongoing. And if you don't pay attention, the old thoughts and the old habits will creep back in. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I realize now there are quite a few reasons because of it, 
But this is why it's so incredibly hard for some people to create and maintain good habits. This episode is brought to you by my free resource, Tools of the Retail Trade Resource Guide, a 28-page downloadable resource filled with software, tools, and equipment recommendations just for brick-and-mortar retail store owners. Learn what I use and what other store owners are using. Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash resources. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash resources and sign up for my newsletter to get the guide. I have spent the past four to six weeks realigning myself through many, many tears and confusion and conversations and journaling. I realized that I am creating the life I've always wanted and I can actually make it even better. But my primitive brain was saying, no, 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 protect yourself. It's too scary ahead. Go back to what's comfortable. And ironically, though, now that I've changed and changed my thinking, it's actually incredibly uncomfortable to be in my old ways. Does that make sense? So let me see if I can explain that a different way. So there was the version of me when I and when I left my former career. And then there's the version of me in 2022 where I was building And growing two businesses every year they grow. Savvy Shopkeeper grew. I hosted a a second in-person retreat that was incredible. I should have been riding a high, right? And I was in this mental space of, you know, empowering myself, creating a new version of me versus the version of me that existed five years. So when those program thoughts started to come into my head again, That's what made me feel uncomfortable. It was so, so uncomfortable. Another thing that surfaced was that I was being selfish. (laughs) What? Like, no, no, we're stopping this. And that's why I was so miserable. The new me was living like the old me, and I didn't like it. Talk about an aha moment. I am shedding the old me. I shed a lot of the old me already. And whether my that part of my brain likes it or not, it's happening. The new me sees an even better version of me ahead. And I am not giving that up. I am winning this game. So my old thoughts and that old version of me better get out of the way. Like that, those are the thoughts that are consuming me now. Like step back, get away from me. I'm moving forward. So you might be wondering, okay, how did you get back into alignment? And there were, let me see here, because of course I have notes. There were four things that I did. First thing I had to do was pause. I had to slow down so I could pause and process what was actually going on in my mind. Feeling miserable is no fun. It's definitely, definitely wasn't fun for my family, my immediate family, like my husband and my bonus son, although he probably didn't necessarily see it probably saw how tired I was. So this is an open apology to both of them. I'm sure December and January with me weren't the best, but it happens, right? But I did slow down. I had to reflect, I guess, was the second thing that I did. And I did a lot of this through my own coaching sessions with my own coach. I was able to understand what was going on. I'm so happy that I just didn't avoid these 
tough conversations. I acknowledged what was going on. I dug deep and we really worked on identifying what was going on with me. And that was through reflection. It was really me identifying that a lot of this started to happen after the second retreat and asking myself why and digging deep and realizing what was going on. The third thing was journaling. So again, just conversations with myself or conversations with my coach, um, some self-coaching. I spent a lot of time writing down and I actually went back into my notes. Of course, it's all in good notes. I went back into my notes and there was one particular day I just did a, a dump on my own, not prompted by my coach. I knew I needed to get everything out of my head And when I look at it, it is a full page of notes, a lot of writing, and it started to become clear what was going on. So journaling really helped me because I've said this in the past, getting all of that out of my head is helpful. Having conversations about it is even more helpful. But I could see the hustle mode. I could see that was happening and it wasn't serving me. It was exhausting me. That's not what makes me happy. Hustle mode is not what makes me happy. And sometimes I have to hustle, but not like that. It exhausts me and has the potential to stifle the direction I'm heading in. I could see that I have the ability to make a big impact in this industry, but not in hustle mode, right? This episode is brought to you by my free resource, Open a Brick and Mortar Retail Store Checklist. If you're feeling overwhelmed, I get it. Get my checklist to help you get your thoughts and to-dos organized. Organized by topic, this checklist is the list I wish someone would have given me many years ago when I opened. Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist, all one word, SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist. Sign up for my newsletter to get the checklist. Number four was take action. I started once I was able to reflect back, once I was able to journal and get it all on my head and figure out what was going on, I started to take action to get me back into alignment. I sound like a car, right? But that's the best way I can describe it. And I started to work on a plan for 2023 that was simple. I like wrote it down in detail. This is another thing I did. I wrote down in detail about the future me. So I'm always trying to improve. It's also why I love vision boards is because I'm always, that vision board is constantly changing because I'm constantly changing. I'm constantly trying to make my life and the life of people around me better. That includes people in Master Shopkeepers. That includes my mother's life. That includes my family's life. That includes my own home. That includes friends. I want to make it all, I want to improve it all the time. I don't just want to stay the same. That's me. Those are my goals. It doesn't have to be your goal. But when I worked on the plan for 2023, particularly for Savvy Shopkeeper, it's so simple. I don't need to overcomplicate things, and I certainly don't need to overwork myself. So for 2023, it will mean setting more boundaries. And boundaries aren't always easy. It's going to be setting a lot of boundaries with myself, some with other people, but setting a lot of boundaries with myself, particularly in Q4. And this means I will listen and 
honor my intuition. This is one of the biggest things that went on my vision board. I will listen to and honor my intuition, which often gets suppressed. I do that to myself. So there are lots of other things on my action plan and the things that I want to do moving forward so that I don't get out of alignment again. But you get the gist. So just want to make sure I mention those four things that I did. I paused and I slowed down. I reflected. I journaled. I did brain dumps, a lot of brain dumping. And then I decided on an action plan. What was I going to do to move forward towards that person that I I had become and towards the person that I still want to be in the future? One thing I am learning to embrace is I will continue to create new iterations of me. And that is more than okay. This means I will constantly be uncomfortable. And this is also okay. However, moving forward, the key will be working through the discomfort instead of going backwards and burning myself out. I'm going to move forward and I'm going to push through the discomfort instead of going back to my old ways. When I teach my vision board workshop, I emphasize to the people that attend the workshop that I want them to focus on the future version of themselves, who they want to become. Yes, we can have things, material things on our boards. So for example, one of my first vision boards had a new laundry room and a redecorated master bedroom. Funny thing is you don't realize that those material things are on your mind because of the way you want them to make you feel. So a new laundry room was going to make me feel organized in that part of my life. And a new decorated master bedroom was going to help me feel relaxed and calm at bedtime. When I think about the future me, she is not overworked. She is not overwhelmed. She is paid for the value she puts out in the world, and she is constantly growing so she can give back to everyone around her. And I have big give back goals, let me tell you. And one day, maybe I'll share them in an episode. However, I can't do this if I'm depleted, right? All this to say, I am happy to be back, like me, the the happy me, (laughs) the not uh, burned out me. I'm happy to feel aligned again. When you're in the river of misery, it sucks so, so badly. But you don't have to stay there. You don't have to let those old habits stay. You don't have to let that program thinking come back in. You have the power to kick those SOBs to the curb. Like, really, kick them to the curb. I saw a quote recently, and I don't know who said this, but it read, when things seem to be falling apart, they're actually falling into place. I'm incredibly grateful to be on the other side of this, and I do feel like things have fallen into place, and thank goodness. I genuinely hope that this podcast episode helps you. For some of you, it's going to be hard to wrap your minds around this type of episode, um, or it's going to absolutely click, and hopefully it helps you. Hopefully it kind of gives you a direction to head in, because sometimes when we're in that in that place of, of burnout, we don't know what to do or where to turn or where to go. So I hope this was helpful to you. If you have any questions any feedback about this episode, anything that you want to ask me or share, please DM me on Instagram. My username is at Savvy Shopkeeper. Again, thank you for listening. 
It is very, not only was it uncomfortable for me to go through this, but it's uncomfortable for me to record a podcast episode like this. This is really, really personal, right? But again, I genuinely just hope that it helps one of you or some of you. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 159. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 159. Until the next episode, be savvy. And I'm going to tell this to myself too, boss up. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.